0: Hello, Xin chào. I'm Jang, and I. We are Vietnamese international students currently studying in
1: America. This podcast is about our perspectives on various topics. So enjoy, enjoy.
0: Welcome to (laughs) Jump and Train Podcast, Episode One.
1: (laughs) a pilot episode so we haven't even come up with the name for the podcast what we plan to do like how this gonna play out so we'll we'll play it by ear uh but first before we uh, heading in do you want to introduce yourself and um uh, maybe you maybe our our thoughts behind why we're creating this podcast just you know a short introduction
0: me okay <laughs> You, <laughs> the other person. <laughs> yes. This is train. I'm currently uh, twenty, feeling old. Other than that, the only reason why we think podcast would be a nice idea is because uh, both James and I have many free times that we shouldn't <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> and we tend to talk for hours. So it would be nice to record them Um, and you know, in the future, look back and have some good time watching it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is Jam, the other podcaster in this um, podcast. I don't even know the term. (laughs) But yeah, like I'm 21 and uh, we've been international students from Vietnam um, for five years when we were in 10th grade and so uh we like jen said we have a lot of uh, long and sometimes sometimes deep conversations about our backgrounds about our uh, mindsets and uh, the observations that we come up with uh as we you know go through life here in america and we just realized how fun it is if we were able to record these and look back at it like 10 20 years from now with a fresher or older, more mature mindset, would we still agree with what we thought or would something change? So this is in a way like a way for us to our minds. Um, so it'd be, it'd be fun, but this is the first episode. So we're, we're not sure <laughs> how this is going to go yet. Um, Jen, would you like to like introduce the topic that we'll be talking about today? Wow. I like you see how <laughs> professional I am. I, I, I like I'm like. Oh. Up this. <laughs> I'm like. <sorry>, name? <laughs> Would you like? Uh...
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, So, um, we didn't plan too much in details, but one of the topics that we definitely gonna talk about today is about language. There's a lot of of language that we'll um touch on, um, but in general. We would want to talk more about our own experience being international student and how we see our mother tongue Vietnamese as well as our second language English that we have been used um, for many years now, and just how we observe the effect of it um, in our social life, how people see it um, different way, um, and many more of it. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. So uh, I don't know how this going to play out, but we'll try to make it into uh, maybe like a general point first about language and then we'll go into our American experience and then how that experience transfer once we come back to Vietnam. Uh, after we have co- uh, studied in America for a while, we come back to Vietnam to visit and how we kind of see uh, the difference uh, but there Kind of thing, and obviously, like any sidetrack stories. Also,
0: disclaimer: uh, by (laughs) no means that we're gonna have perfect English in here, or sometimes we're probably gonna
1: use Vietnamese.
0: Exactly. Wait, wait. wait, Yeah,
1: this is a perfect. Yeah, yeah it's a perfect topic. First of all, this is all for us, so we can do whatever we want. But <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, this is, this language is a perfect topic because that's also be one of the things we'll discuss. Too is that there are topics that we're more comfortable and more. Uh, it's better to get our ideas across when we're speaking in certain language, and there are topics that we prefer uh, the other language. So it's not always like the one you're more fluent about. It also depends on the topics. that we're talking about that we're gonna switch back and forth which is also the style that we do in our normal conversation as well yes
0: well see we already talked about that yeah (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) Uh, well I don't know (laughs) what do you do you want to start I guess okay like getting on that side Um,
0: let's, mm -hmm. let's see
1: I do not think I guess comment- like we can start yeah. we can start with like what is cause like this is a go booting of well the idea of misconception but uh, a lot of people are are like if you're studying in America or England or another English speaking country or any another foreign language uh, speaking uh, nation then you're supposed to be really fluent in that language and you're not supposed to have accent or uh or you problems may have for... accent.
0: You can see it either accent. way. Accent,
1: right? Or like, yeah, or like um, that. So, like, an, one point we like to make is that language. Um, I think it's just Jang's point. If you wanna, you wanna bring that over, like this, the use. Are you on the Google Drive, Jang? Okay. Okay. Uh, hold, okay on, hold on. Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Yes. So I guess the first point we're going to make is that um, language in general is, you know, it made for communication. So you know, when you think about communication, it's more about getting your point across, uh, being able to communicate your thought, have another person understanding you. Then I guess my question here would be, then what is enough, right? Mm -hmm. When you learn a new language. A lot of people looking at perfect grammar, perfect accent, all of that that combined in. But really, when you think about just communication, then how far you have to go? Because um, I have seen people taking way too much time in perfecting every single word and vocab, but in the way that they forgot the true purpose of language is really just communication there's so much more other thing that you have to contribute in to for example study there, there's so much more thing like it's for example for us like international students we don't come here to, to just show off the the language english that we've been studying for years we still need to know math we still need to know how to think process and translate it into a different language and mm-hmm. like for me, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it is important to, you know, have good grammars and all of that. But at least I think that um, we shouldn't be too pressured or judging people, especially just based mm-hmm. on the quality of their, you know, other language. I feel like if I can understand somebody, I can get mm-hmm. their point across or if I can bring my point across, that's like the full purpose of it.
1: For sure. And like another point that... Uh... Uh, another I guess the uh, observations that I have um, com- come into contact is that in America is such a multicultural uh, country that everyone has an accent. So if mm-hmm. you're in Vietnam and you're watching movies, uh, you will thought that there is like one American accent. but there's not really an American there can be people who born and raised in America but in an Indian or an Asian community then they can still grow up and having that accent along with perfect English so they have that accent. English and perfect communication but with the, that slightly spice of their own accent carry on from you know their mother uh, country mother's country you know or their parents hometown homeland you know so mm-hmm. and the thing and so like I also before I also thought that there's this one you know one um accents for this whole nation but this country is so vast and so different that you can't really look at a person and judge them by their accents and say that oh you must be a foreigner if you're um are not fluent english if you speak in an accent because like that's not really going to be the case like you have to get rid of that mm-hmm. mindset that like oh perfect accent meaning this person is fluent in this language because that's not going to be the way it's going to punch real with like the english accent french accent italian accent and they're like very high proficient uh, and high, high professional in their skills like my mentor in my lab is italian and she's now a registered mm-hmm. like she's now have the she's now considered an, a citizen american citizen but she's from italy yeah and so she has that italian accent but i never would like look at her and say like this she's she's because she's not good at english she's not gonna be a good communicator so, and all of that you know that's you know it's, it's just not uh so i think Living in America I might this might be a different experience with someone who come from like another English speaking country like England or Australia or Canada, I'm not sure Canada is the same. But right. American is just huh. so unique, you know. In in that space. Right, yes.
0: I mean, yeah. Like I agree. Like that that's one of the things that coming to America, like you say, seeing so many people, hearing so many people, you start to, you know, not really pay too much attention on you know how ex person language like of course the first year I coming here I, I would you know taking very um, careful listen I to everybody too. speaking yeah. trying trying to adapt their accent because mm-hmm. you know that that is what I've learned not learned in Vietnam but just get the impression that people like oh you know speaking good English just when you have good accent right. but like what does mean to have a good accent right right like. I used to get confused be, because people used to say like, "Good English speaker means you don't have the accent," but here they mean don't have the Vietnamese accent. Right. But, but like to be, you know, more like native speaker is mean you have the accent of some other place. But again, America do not have one accent. Right, first of all. right. And and the more I stay here, I start to grow. You know. You grow more in love with that tiny, like you say, spice mm-hmm. that they put into, into English and make, making it their own. Like, you don't have to copy anybody's accent right. to be good. See, um, again, it is for communication. And, and if you can use language more than just communication by a means of transporting your, you know, cultural mm-hmm. in a way that people hear you and like, oh you have that you know a little bit of that Vietnamese kick in there mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of very interesting to see and, and, and it's just the diversity of how language goes
1: for sure I agree when I first came here um, like uh, Jang and I met in high school and we're like one of the few one of the four hi- Vietnamese kids in our school so me my brother and then Jang and then another Vietnamese guy so I are the same age right so but because we're both first comer, we're both trying to assimilate, we told each other that we're gonna speak with each other in English, knowing that because we're gonna probably hang out with each other a lot if we speak in Vietnamese, that would somehow um, per, like prevent us, you know, from reaching that or, or English assimilation process. But right um, you know, but and I agree, I guess, like, in that mindset at the time, at our age and that experience, it makes sense. But honestly, with so many years uh, living in America and um, starting to embrace or, your vietnamese you know, like your, your Vietnamese side, I start to like be having an accent. I like the fact that people do uh, say that I have an accent and not saying I'm um, like, oh, I couldn't tell, you know, say, oh, yeah, you ha- I know you can see you have an accent, you have that Vietnamese in there, which is... It's like a sign of saying, I'm still a Vietnamese, you know, like I feel like the further exactly. you're away from your hometown, the more you want that connection with your with your country no matter what that is. Um, yeah, so I, I totally agree that this is a, a, not a misconception, but like, yeah, something that people in, in Vietnam, if not right. having too much exposure, often tell us. Is that you know? Oh, you you speak. She speaks so fluent in English. Like that means she must have a really good time, you know, a, a good study time in America, and you have probably got a lot of good uh, American friends, you know. Like she's not just surrounded by Vietnamese. And like you know, either way, I'm not gonna whatever they, their surroundings shouldn't really dictate how good they are, you know, at their at right, their craft. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, I I feel. Also because of that, it, it is pretty normal for, you know, international students first coming in, hating their, right. not even international student Anybody who learns a different language, they will hate how they sound mm-hmm. or feel not comfortable speaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that from my experience, somebody might not. Mm-hmm. So, so I wouldn't group everybody at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it would be, it is a normal thing just based on where you're gonna be raised up right and like I feel like here nobody cares about how you sound they, they uh-huh. don't really care too much about accent because they're here's a different accent but in, in Vietnam you might get judged by it so that's why you are more you know concerned but that is really not something to be concerned about there's so many
1: other problems I agree Um in
0: the future that like, <laughs> accent is just a small thing
1: yeah for sure like right. if, if you obviously like the thing is that these language thing various things will break down slowly as you start to have more american friends and talk to more people it's not something you should really put an emphasis or priority on honestly like your priority should be study or work or you know honing your, your skills and all of that aspect uh, and then like the the language is usually it comes naturally as you accumulate more friends um Mm-hmm. And you're just, exactly. yeah, surround yourself in, in the environment. It's so hard not to pick up the language because it's just, you know, it's just so easy. Right. right? Yeah. So I don't think, if yeah. you, if, I mean, I don't know why we're coming up to this, but if you <laughs> ever thinking about setting up ROT and this is what your worry is, like, don't be worried about it. Like, get it out of your mind, but right. set your priorities straight and stick to it, and things will turn around.
0: Yeah. And also, like, it's something that comes natural like you don't really have to force it mm-hmm. like we say we embrace and we, we do like how um, you know how our Vietnamese thoughts sometimes coming in of how we speak accent is more than how it sounds it's, it's even like the way you play around with words and, mm-hmm. and all of that like you don't have to use slang to be American right. and and yes it, it is something so unique to every single person but at the same time it's not, it's not something concrete it, it's something that can change um, Every I mean, saying accent in like English and other languages might be something, you know, far away for people who just start learning a new language but saying in the term of like Vietnamese, we ourselves have so many different accents already mm-hmm. and you might already know, right? Like every single region, every single city has their own voices. Um, that's, I see that, that accent too that's, that's a different accent that people have mm-hmm. but at the same time when you live long enough it's in some place even if you're not aware of it um, eventually you're going to pick up one or two words or how they sound and, and stuff like that just how your brain works to adapt <laughs> but yes yeah, you make your own accent
1: yeah and honestly like we were saying it's like becoming a part of our identity it's not something we should be shrugged away right shrugged off right. like like the like for example even your Vietnamese accent Jang. like you are a northern right you're are from Hanoi um, oh yeah. and you live in America where it's mm-hmm. there's you you come to contact with uh, if if it is a Vietnamese it's tend to be a southern Vietnamese right because of the history um, that we have um, Right. So, but that that means that you are you don't want you want to tell that story or you want to, <laughs> i feel bad right. to tell well, your story yeah i mean technically it, it's about me
0: mm-hmm. how how you know i'm, I'm slowly uh we're getting uh, voices um from you know different accents right. and like i'm currently like originally from the north so i have a very you know good and very proud Northern <laughs> like, <accent>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, and yeah. people loved it. I loved it. <laughs> um, the more I lived here, I, I, I start to live with, like, a Southan um, family, like, a Vietnamese southern family, and also, like, talking with them a lot. <laughs> she's, like, my only good friend. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah, she's also South, I mean, southern Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, I, I picked up a lot from... Uh, I picked out, picked up a lot of things from my, my guardians. Like a lot of times, I, I did that like unconsciously, but a lot of time too, I, I did it consciously as yeah. well. Like like when I using my own phrase and people don't tend to understand it, and they tell me of like for example, like I would call like a spoon like, tear, but then my guardian would fix me like, no, we don't call it that way. Uh, you say it like or something. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. no, no, no you're <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, 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 like, sometimes they would like, um, even a phrase that I say, uh, like, I would say yes, um, me or something like that in Vietnamese, which is like uh, so we use that a, 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 a lot mm. at the end. Um, but the southern um, um, people that I have met, they it, it seemed to be not something that they used to say yeah. in their daily mm-hmm. life. Right, so like a small thing, one or another. I'm not trying to be southern, obviously, but I it, really you just, just pick up on it. That, right, yeah, I picked up on it to adapt. Not again, communication. I, I want to make my um, my form of communication easier for the person I communicate right. to. Um, also, like, yeah, for for myself as well because I can understand it, they can understand it. Uh, happy ending at the end of the day uh, so that like when I come back a lot of people would say like oh you have that you know like uh, uh, Vitkio accent or whatever um, it is <laughs> and I'll be like no 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 you're wrong <laughs> that is just because yes I, I, I just get that mix of my north and my Southern accent um, and I still have enough like I don't think I can totally come back to my northern accent unless I live in like you know, Vietnam or my hometown in Hanoi for another ten years. Uh, but yes.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I I yeah, and like in, in the park when people are say start to say like mm. actually I don't know what I was gonna say. So I'm gonna <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about uh, we, we talk a lot
0: about accent and stuff. Oh, I guess just a disclaimer, like you know how I think I see there's a lot of social media. I have not seen anybody in person, but you know how once in a while there's some um, international right. students will get um, judges because they have a, you know, like not so straight
1: of oh, the Vietnamese, right, right, right. per right. right. Yeah, like, like yeah, so- they, they would... They puts the, the tongues, puts the tongues or like that. they would answer things like they would immediately say things like thank you or hello. Like they would integrate their English, uh, some English words into their communication. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the, yeah, right. And a lot of people would see it as like, oh, you just right, you're bragging, it, right? Oh my you know, gosh. All. Yeah, you're bragging. I was like, no, that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean maybe it is for somebody but like most of the time I feel like it just because it comes so naturally after you speak a language for so long like it doesn't have to be a southern northern accent of one language it can be like English and Vietnamese getting merged um no I totally
1: I I totally agree with that so like yeah like you said a lot of people would be judging of how these Vietnamese international students coming back or like just people working abroad for a while coming back and then to say a proper sentence in full Vietnamese Um, so I also try to fix that you know by thinking thing through not answering immediately but sometimes things just slip and you don't mean to do that you don't mean to say oh yeah thank you or "Uh, uh, yes uh you know you know those just so simple words that you just say so naturally that sometimes you just cannot you know refrain yourself from doing so and this I'm trying you know I guess if I'm saying anything it'd be to like um, people be more understanding that is not really something we wanted honestly if you live here long enough um, you would start to see that the kids that are live here long and studying here long enough, especially the international students that I uh, have been in contact with we really wanted to keep our Vietnamese you know like we're not yeah. want- Right. The thing, <laughs> yes. Especially like Jang and I we both uh, I'm studying at University of Miami, so it's uh it's, there's not a lot of Vietnamese and the few Vietnamese that I uh, here with I'm not really close with, so most of my friends are American and Jangs live in Boston like well, Worcester.
0: Yeah, Worcester and, yeah. I'm studying Worcester Polytechnic Institute and same with jumps We we do have Vietnamese, but again it's like you know
1: Right, exactly. So like we just don't really have that Vietnamese connection to I guess honor skills and we don't even talk to our parents, you know, we we talk to our parents a lot. I guess like depending on you or me, but but it's just not enough (laughs) uh, for us to keep that connection. So sometimes we do lose it. And the the thing is that we, we we try to keep that though. Like personally I'm not sure about Jang, but I would I start to notice that I listen to a lot more Vietnamese music, which is something when I initially coming to America, I told myself not to do like I was like, Oh, John, you're going to listen to full English. And then if it's Vietnamese, it have to be like really good. It have to be 9 out of 10 for you to like download to your playlist. While music, it can be like 6 out of 10. And I already like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, like my standard for Vietnamese is so much for me. Music is so much higher. But now I'm like listening to everything Vietnamese. I watch every, every Vietnamese shows. I, uh, I, look, I, mm-hmm. I, I read every and game, and game shows, shows. Mm-hmm. like showing the Ngô is now mm-hmm. popping. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, like I I read every Vietnamese news. Like I try to keep myself updated with the Vietnamese side of me as much as possible. Like I have a friends who I spoke to every day. Uh, okay, that's wrong now. Probably every week, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> every month. Uh-huh. Dude, this guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So like, I have a friend that I talk to in Vietnamese. That I, you know, I try to speak in, you know, speak in full Vietnamese. And with his personality, he also try to correct me if I say anything wrong, I'll use the wrong words. So that's also a way of me trying to make myself a little bit more Vietnamese. You know, <laughs> like so. So right. I, yeah, you want to add something to that? <laughs> <laughs> I.
0: Yeah, I, I guess one, the reason why, too, that um, we're trying to keep it, but it, it just get a little bit harder um, with the time is because language also, you know, develops. It's changing. It's changing every day. And we already, um, like, for example, like, for me to be able to talk with any teenager in Vietnam at the moment in full on Vietnamese would be quite hard for me um, right now, like, um, because of all the slang that yeah. I haven't heard And yeah. like, you know, all <laughs> <of> the <that state. laughs> Yeah, there you go And like, jumps and I uh, We tend to speak um, Vietnamese whenever we can um, But also I think it's come down to How comfortable we are using a language On a different mm. topic too um, Because there's a lot of things I don't usually mm. say in Vietnamese I'm not even talking to right. my parents or like, you know, like right. something deep, like topic right. and stuff like that. Like any like, topics yeah, that like are adult-like. I guess
1: topics. like any topic that past the 16 years of age exactly. because like that's where we come here. So like any topics before that, you know, food and stuff, we can totally speak in Vietnamese. But deeper topics when you have to dive down in love and, yes. you know, right. work and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because those are some topics that we start right. when we hear it using English, so that's why it feels so right. much more comfortable not just because of the feeling, but also all of the words, right. the vocab all the, you know, all that topic that we picked up, is it, totally because we are here, we're learning it from it, we didn't learn it um, in, in Vietnamese, so it would take us quite a time to translate some of the very technical words per se, like, if you're telling me to talk about <laughs> physics in Vietnamese I would need to have Google Translate Next to me All the time (laughs) Um, Technical terms Are not easy To pick up um, If if you're not Learning about it Yeah For sure It's so funny
1: uh, Because isn't your dad uh, An engineer But And she's You're also Computer engineer Software engineer And robotics right So So like She and her dad Can communicate But then every time you, You explain to him Something You would have to Google The or, or I would yeah, I to Google. I
0: think, like, <laughs> exactly technical term, and and I mean, it's bad. Like I feel like it's something <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> really. that uh, that I could get over it, but at the same time, like a lot of things like computer science, programming, which is now my major, it is something I mm. didn't even know the. Right. Um, before coming here I didn't even know What coding is Except for you know The right. word like You know Hacker And yeah. like like You know Like yeah. Lootting And stuff like that Like right. that's The most I know um, You know 16 years old kid um, And like Robotics even, even robotics too Like not a lot of Technical term I've learned And I just start To pick it up And learn more about it I mean Does that apply Same to you too When you talk to your
1: parents Although your mom Is like For sure like, Or something um, And And Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually it's interesting because yeah, I didn't expect it, but my mom do understand a little bit better than my dad just because she's more in she's into she's uh, in chemistry field. She's a college professor in in pharmacy, mm-hmm. uh, and my dad is uh, an engineer. But um, but when I explain to them, it's it's definitely hard because I don't know any of those terms either. Uh, I'm working on a lab on mitochondria and in Vietnamese, that word <laughs> like I never heard that word ever in my life in <laughs> Vietnamese I have to translate that and then every single step that I do I would have to translate it again and the problem is that I'm not even sure if they fully understand what I'm doing but it's so nice of them to still hear and like mm-hmm. not along but I, I'm, I'm sure like it's, it's they, they do understand in the broad sense of it but I'm, I'm sure like the nitty-gritty they did have to like sit through me trying to explain something that, that like it's just so hard because like even when you speak in Vietnamese like those things it's harder to converse like mm-hmm. I can I, I have a hard time explaining this um, in English to my brother who knows English now, just because it's not something he's mm-hmm. interested in it's have a harder time so just imagine your parents right. are in Vietnamese <laughs> like with no knowledge mm-hmm. in English so yeah no it's hard but it, I guess it's if you want to think of it in a positive light, it's also fun because you do have to put in that effort to try to explain to them. So, so in a way, it's fun <laughs> yeah. because if you think about it, a lot of parents don't even, um, even in Vietnam, they don't, they don't, they don't know what their kids are doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like they, they, because if their kids right, work right. in a different field or they work in a different place, they don't really communicate that much so you know it, it's, so it's it's hard but I guess it's some it's just the same thing but it's COVID it's like it's at an obstacle but the obstacle gives us an opportunity to mm-hmm. try harder if we wanted to you know yeah exactly
0: and like we try we try there's a lot of excuse <laughs> here and there it's hard uh, yeah every time coming up um, but but no like, like we do really Oh, would love to be able to pick mm-hmm. up um, our Vietnamese and you know get it fluent as that as we used to be I guess even better
1: um, um, in, in the future yeah. um, I really so another topic yes. that I kind of like to talk about is the idea of when you come back to Vietnam um, um, so like I'm, I'm not sure how good we are ex- expressing our feelings but like as if you can hear so far is that you know, as we live for America, we started to crave Vietnam a bit more, right? Like, we we really wanted to bond with that our home country um, So, when you go back to Vietnam um, Sorry <laughs> Oops, I, I think we oops, <laughs> I, think, I think we already talked about that, right? We we'll jump around too much uh-huh. um, <laughs> Oh, yeah Okay this is my thing, and I guess I'm asking Jang if you're also feeling the same way. But because your bond to to is, is so much, do you see that bleeds into your attraction towards a certain thing, a certain person, a certain thing? So, like, for example, if you go to uh, a room and you notice that that person is Vietnamese, w- without f- uh, further, you know, without further uh, knowledge about that person, do you nor- do you, like, unconsciously con- gravitate towards that person's person um, or like, a place that is made by Vinny's owner, you know? I guess, like,
0: you mean, like, here in America or, like, when come back to Vietnam? I guess only the plot before. For sure.
1: I, I, I was just saying it's because, you know, I yeah. find that my choice in men <laughs> gravitate towards. <laughs> which is so funny <laughs> which is so okay. funny because like, I never knew it was like that until I started like you know it's like hard to get to now and like just if that person can speak just a little bit because if he even if he's like grow up in America if he can just speak a little bit I'll be like oh my gosh I didn't know you could do that <laughs> We that's so awesome but yeah I guess like I guess like the thing is that my own journey because I have this journey flipping back and forth honestly is that so first about first two three years right of of us me personally me uh, inside kind of rejecting that Vietnamese side of me by trying to assimilate more into the English and then in my fourth and fifth year here I've been trying to re-assimilate it And in recently, I've been trying to balance it out, actually. So um, the fact is that I've been going one extreme to the other. And this might be just me. But uh, so one extreme is I'm rejecting my Vietnamese and the other extreme I'm rejecting my American side in that uh, when I I don't really treasure. I mean, I do treasure my friends, but I don't I don't put them in treasure them as much as I would a Vietnamese person. So I have a lot of uh, in my in my freshman sophomore year, I actually have a lot of problems with trying to hang out with these people in my school, uh, which is a few person, a few <laughs> people. Then then, uh, but the thing is that in, in terms of connection, like bond, in terms of the click, I don't have with them as much as I have with my friends here. So, but I was like telling myself like you know like I just want this you know. I just want this bond. I just want this um, talk in Vietnamese, you know, all the time, and you know, so I I don't know. I I I think I think I was pushing myself out of my own comfort just to be around them, and then I realized that wait a second, Mm -hmm. like why am I not treasuring my American friends because they're amazing people and they have been the one that helping me grow and been through my worst times. So, like, so I guess like my end of my story now, and I think I'm going to continue to evolve and uh, to grow. And so I'm not sure how I would change from now. But I started to learn to balance those two ideas out, out and be a little more chill in where I stand in that. Yeah, I am I'm me. And this me is uh, a little bit of Vietnamese, but also a little bit of America. And I'm not going to shrug that away. And my, my thought process and my friends group and the people that I meet here all help to create who I am today. So I'm not going to say I am Vietnamese and ignore my American side or not going to say I'm, Amer- I'm not an American. But I I and like, I guess I embody an American spirit without my Vietnamese background. So I guess I'm in a good state of mind where I bind those two together and not <laughs> pressure myself so much in like, where do I belong, you know?
0: Right. See, I, I don't think my um, growth has been that extreme as yours. I go pretty smooth, really. Um, I never really, um, I guess, I'm, I'm just, I never really totally reject or, you know, go against mm-hmm. my identity as a Vietnamese or something. It's more of me not mm-hmm. aware mm-hmm. of it. Like, I didn't really think of it as a thing. Like, it's not something that I evaluate so heavily on. After like one or two years, you know, being playing in with so many different cultural, different the diversity that America has, it it start to come in you. Like you say, like you you start to treasure every mm-hmm. little thing that connecting to you, like you mm-hmm. know the Vietnamese market, the Vietnamese food. Like every like if you hear like a person uh-huh. speaking Vietnamese from afar, and you'll be like, oh yeah. my god, that's a Vietnamese, right? Like mm-hmm. you you start to develop mm-hmm. that pride, the a certain um, the certain thing in you like it's like your identity right you you start to grow um, very proud of it of, of everything that you own and in a way um, you know part of the reason why I, I wasn't aware of my identity before mm. because I feel like I was blending in and I didn't really have an effort to mm. to, to know to to stay now but here in America mm. we, we kind of forced to stay now but in a good way um, um, and yeah so standing out making myself feel unique and when it got to college i do appreciate some of the vietnamese friends that i have here but again i mm-hmm. uh, like you uh, right. I, I didn't have a lot of luck to really stay in mm-hmm. touch and super close with some of them but i still talk mm-hmm. to a lot of them you know once in a while we mm-hmm. would go have some Viet food but it it wasn't so strong in me to like um, to have a Viet friends, because my group of friends is already so diverse and I think every single mm-hmm. one of us has our urge to you know bring our own cultural out and kind of like showing off every now and then. Um, so yes, and, and I totally agree with you. If, if we are being placed in a group of all Viet students, we would also shoot out because we have been spending some time here uh, some of our thoughts will already change, you know, we are not, we are not um, really in touch with a lot of things changing in Vietnam. But at the same time, if we are being placed in a room with all right. Americans, like we would also stood there because we have that right. certain pride right. of being Vietnamese that are already in us. But, but that yeah, that that's what I but I think that's pretty interesting and, and I really embrace it and I'm like, yes, I am a Vietnamese international student exactly. and, and that's what I am, like, right? Like even among international students, somebody might have some other experience and we are mm-hmm. lucky to have some other experience and, and that yeah. changes no, who I, I we are as well. I think you put it
1: well. uh, so really nicely in that like we are who we are, right? We're Vietnamese students who study in America for five years. and. So we're we're not gonna be the same as a full oh you know full um, as an Ameri- as a Vietnamese who live in Vietnam their whole life. We're gonna be not gonna be the same as an American who lived in America their whole life. We're gonna be a little bit of both, and that's not something to be scared of or try to shoo away. I guess. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And that idea of pride is mm-hmm. definitely a really t- good good word because I d- I don't think I would have this pride if I were to live in Vietnam Uh, and right like you're not gonna Mm -hmm. start missing right you're not gonna start knowing what is treasure to you uh, precious to you until you're out of it so the idea of like family or even Vietnamese food or Vietnamese identity or culture like those things start to be more much more important once you're not experiencing it anymore and I think like this is something that kinda of so cliche and people said all the time but no one would really understand it until you felt it. And you can you can I hear this so many times with all the other international students regardless of where they come from. As long as our international students live here for like longer than three, four years, like they would know know this idea of yearning for their culture and start to love their culture, which is before they might not really come to embrace mm-hmm. it which is something is so interesting to me. Um, obviously this might make us kind of like bias to our to our own perception of what our country is which cause we, I, I, the reason that I just said this because I do talk to uh, one friend in Vietnam who now still live in Vietnam and my parents who are still live in Vietnam and their idea of Vietnam is very practical and very realistic, right? Like like we have a lot of good things, but we also have a lot of things that we need to work on uh, Where before, uh, all I think of Vietnam is a little bit, because it's a Vietnam in my memory, so it's a little bit more beautiful, you know, and a little bit more fun and um, vibrant and not really a lot of bad things, but I don't really remember that much bad experience with it, but definitely like what I come down to conclude on is that there's bad things everywhere. Like there's there's, there's no country, there's no one country that's like a perfect country where there is no bad place. But um, I don't know where I'm trying to say with this, this is probably another topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I trying to say, honey? <laughs> Language, identity, I don't know. It's it's, it's a great first podcast yeah <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you want to like say, Do you have any other thing to say Or you want to conclude it Because I wow. have a look at oh. it And I think That's we cute. We kind of cover everything Let me really? see Because I also cute. don't want to bleed Into guess, other uh, s- Subjects That we might talk about But honestly This first topic Seems more like about identity Than it is this about language Honestly though Yes But but at the
0: same time, if we, uh, you know, want to ever come back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, right. See, we talk a lot about, you know, the effort to keep yeah. our own language, like being here. Um, but at the same time, we can't deny that a language, any language, will, will keep changing, right? Like, um, it's, it's keep developing and all of that. Um, how would you think about our language being changed does that make any sense Um, i feel like i'm not being clear about this honestly okay to to be um i guess one of the example that i can bring out is a lot of uh, people um tends to put more of those western um kick into vietnamese Recently so far, like you can see them dropping English here uh, like and there, giữ think, dinh... speaking
1: and, and all gì, of that. not nền... phong... <laughs> okay, know. Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: I have no idea what you mean. Um, but... But, but yeah, like on, on that side, like it's in a way made our language mm-hmm. a little bit more modern, I guess, because kind of like mm. assuming that everybody knows English and you know, uh, but at the same time, you can also say that it, it kind of made our language bleach out a little bit. <laughs> but, but everything needs to change uh, but at the same time, like, what, what yeah, change would I be appropriate like kind of thing?
1: I don't want to be a hypocrite for sure right and that's also why I also try when I speak Vietnamese with my friends, I also try try I emphasize on the word try I'm saying <laughs> it in full Vietnamese and you know but I do think it's definitely changing and I'm not I'm not I don't want to be that person who's a hypocrite and say Everyone to speak in full Vietnamese, and because that's just impossible with this mm-hmm. world nowadays, where everyone is so globalized, right? But at the same time, yeah. I, yeah. I definitely see because if you notice in Korea, it's so prevalent to um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: integrate English into their language, like like some English words has become like the official word they don't know the, the actual Korean word so like that was I saw a, I saw a YouTube video where this guy oh yeah you know have a challenge on this interview on the, in the street and challenge a person to have a decent conversation with him using full Vietnamese like no no yeah. <laughs> full Korean like no English at all <laughs> and and everyone I mean not everyone because we don't know how many people have done this but we can say that for those that fail um, they, they fail at the very simple questions like how are you I am so so um, uh, today I'm planning to eat some, at certain place like they use English so integrately and I'm not sure if I want that for Vietnamese people you know like I mean I would be nice to still keep our, our language honestly but <laughs> I, I don't know I, 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 I'll see <laughs> so my answer to you is like, I don't how know the will change. <laughs> I don't know how I feel yeah <laughs> to be
0: honest right I, I feel like it, it definitely is a hard question because we are to be honest we, we are kind of doing that to each other because again if, if we come back to that you know our statement that language is for communication <laughs> <laughs> then we should ourselves really, the
1: you know it matters <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah we should have, uh, right there uh, but like right I, I would want to you know kind of expand it a bit it is for communication but if it really is just for communication we do not need so many language right That's we could end up having one language that everybody <laughs> can talk to but then I it would make things not interesting and, and you you Everybody would be Blending in I feel like Language Of course Is is born As a means of communication But throughout time It def- definitely Developed to be more You know Of your identity Of, of like mm. of Cultural Of exactly. all the that's, that That we can ever put in And that's, that's, why, why, it, there's of,
1: there's, that's right. why There's a lot of That's why there's a lot of Language yeah. <laughs> that People are trying to preserve There's a lot of language That have gone extinct And people are mm-hmm. trying to Recreate them back From you know the, the descendants of those people who speak those languages and that's why you say because it's not just a means of communication it's a part of the culture It's have evolved more than just the means of communication even though it might have arisen for, for that reason so like we said there's two reasons mm-hmm. to have a language to communicate and if that's the case then yeah the bare minimum is enough but if it it one is extended more than that uh, exactly. then you um, then it means a bit more and you need to work a bit harder to preserve it, even though it might go out of your comfort way. Uh, for example, like we said, like it definitely is easier for us to sometimes speak Im- immediately have, you know, speaking that English words instead of trying to find the Vietnamese words to replace us. But at the same time, we're still trying mm-hmm. to make an effort to do it. Like that's the word like, I feel like you should just try. I don't, want, I don't want us to just rely on comfort and give up. Um, a part of our identity you know
0: right yeah right because yeah I I feel like you either go for like efficiency you know fast and easy Mm. or or authentic something unique and and it's definitely more effort to spend that way but I feel like it's people were only really trying to reserve it once they know the value of the language that they're holding of how special the language is when when we are being placed out there and you see well in the ocean of everybody speaking english like being able to speak vietnamese becomes something so it's like a treasure Mm. right it's not something to bury right it's something that stood out so well and and just so special that we should save it but I feel like as long as you know, you feel like you're dropping some English here and there's a mm-hmm. dope thing to do, and like um, you know, like a lot of privileged family also um, mm-hmm. that I, mm-hmm. not that I know of, like I have heard of, like you know, trying to make their children mm-hmm. speaking For sure. English yeah, only I... kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like they definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, there there is a yeah, there's a benefit into it like no yes, you're sacrificing like, at the same time kinda, I guess like,
1: it definitely comes um, down to each individual right. to know what they're prioritized about but in like uh, a national level definitely if the government right. somehow put an emphasis and education on preserving the language and just t- somehow communicate that the value of we keeping our language um, I feel like it definitely will still have an effect but I, I don't know because I, I you know I, I don't study politics i don't know how what i say if it applied to a more bigger scale would have an effect but we can see in korea is one case where this language is now kind of like the on the other side of the spectrum, really happened have Japan in, who yeah. kind of preserve the language pretty well but that also comes with problems when they try to integrate themselves into right. the international market um, like they have a harder time uh, connecting uh, we, Mm -hmm. I guess in in the sweet spot up in the middle, but definitely if we, how important or how treasures tre precious our language is, uh, then we easily fall into um, the the you know the other side of the story where we start losing it and we start depending on the other the international language a bit more than our own when we try to communicate something. Mm
0: Right, yeah, and um, right, and again, that that's that oh, yeah, our that. sure. that's our opinions, but it, it really has to come come on like the mass um, decision, and everybody has to agree on something because you're definitely gonna have a pros and cons either way. Um, mm. It's just what you are yeah, willing. It's been to a do. really
1: great first podcast. Right. though. Enjoy our talk. So basically. <laughs> Everything and not in mm-hmm. any particular order. <laughs> Everything we we we. <laughs> That's, That's how talks go. That's so funny. <laughs> like we try to plan with like, oh, let's be rigid and stuff. But like, no, it's going everywhere, which is fine. I love it. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was <laughs> trying to be
1: professional. That has gone to the chat But any any last words, Jang, before we end our first well. podcast? Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, then. That- yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. I guess it's like yeah. yeah. We have
1: I guess just uh, look forward <laughs> to hopefully our future podcast. <laughs> 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 and yes, yeah, episode two. Yeah, and that, hopefully, uh, and it's part like part an, a cover a uh, art <laughs> artwork. We'll, we'll see. We'll try to make things happen, but we're gonna definitely get a little bit more organized and a little bit better in how we, you know, how we can, how we we able to do this. So. Um, this podcast is basically a pilot episode uh, to the chaotic uh, world of Jumping. Exactly. But yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Exactly. Oh yeah yeah, yeah right. go ahead. Let me say
0: hi to my uh, future self. <laughs> hi Trang in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be weird.
1: <scared>. you <laughs> Hi, hi jump from the future. I hope you're I hope you're fine and you're not the- <laughs> and oh, and high jump kid, <laughs> and high high jump girl. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> that's that's a bit far. Okay, okay, I'll back that quite far. Okay, but <laughs> yes. yes, thank you, everyone. See you guys next time. <laughs>